welcome back to a brand new episode of the carefree and black diaries here on this podcast we discuss various topics like pop culture news politics and more i am the host of this podcast and my name is shakira if you are new here go ahead and subscribe when you subscribe whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast on is going to notify you hopefully every time we have a brand new episode and if it doesn't notify you just know that we have brand new episodes every tuesday at 9 a.m sometimes thursday if we're feeling a little spicy now if you were notified about this podcast episode if you already knew it was tuesday and it was 9 a.m and your podcast was going to be dropping at 9 a.m that means that you are already a subscriber you're already a part of our carefree family so thank you for coming back for another week of the podcast and just being down for the cause like i just love you because of that so welcome back um i feel like i haven't spoken to you all in forever because literally i haven't because last week we had a two-part um special edition kind of episode that was recorded way in advance not way in advance but like in advance for me (laughs) so um yeah I haven't been able to like sit down and talk in a little while like by myself so I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast episode it is Thanksgiving week so I mean I know your family is about to throw down if you celebrate Thanksgiving um happy Thanksgiving to you be safe please be aware of your surroundings if you are traveling have safe travels and don't speed wherever you're going is going to be there when you get there okay no worries so I want you all to be safe and happy and have a great time this holiday season and I want you to arrive alive because that's the most important thing so let's hop into our carefree updates all right so for this first carefree update I did kind of almost maybe wanted to create an entire podcast episode surrounding this but the more I sat on it and sometimes you just have to sit on things instead of like hopping out there uh, like really jumping the gun and speaking about things because you're like passionate about it in the moment and I will admit in the moment I was passionate about it but as you know a week or however long has passed um I've calmed down a lot about I wasn't upset or anything but I did feel some kind of way because about two weeks ago maybe two weeks ago um Lakeith Stanfield he is an actor he is from Atlanta he is from Get Out he is from Sorry to Bother You and it was crazy because I had just mentioned him in a carefree update um about three podcast episodes ago right before all of this happened but he posted something on social media and I saw it when he posted And I will admit that I liked the post because I did agree with what he was saying. But in the post, he posted like a picture and it was nothing but words. And he said, um, I think he said, because I can't find it right now. He said the shade room, the breakfast club, um, world star hip hop. And it may have been one more. Oh, I think he said lipstick alley, um, are all anti-black and in his caption, he said, it's a fact that a lot of these platforms are usually, or tend to be feeding grounds for negative reinforcement towards black nonconformists. Um, he also continued to say they bolster faux vanity and hold a white supremacist scope over black men and women, often highlighting negative attributes and downplaying mind expanding ones. They serve as bottomless cowards, um, consumption pits and digital audio and otherwise slave mentality museums. And yeah, he did call out um, Shade Room, Breakfast Club, Lipstick Alley and World Star Hip Hop. So 
the following day, Charlemagne the God, he gets on the Breakfast Club. And if you know, you know how the Breakfast Club tends to function. Charlemagne has a segment on the show called Donkey of the Day. Charlemagne made Lakeith Donkey of the Day <laughs> the following day. Um, and this is one of like a quote from what he said during that section. He said, you can say any and everything about me. I've dang near heard it all about myself online. But what you won't do is ever fix your lips to call one of my platforms, especially the Breakfast Club Anti-Black. I strive every day to be the perfect balance of ratchetness and righteousness. There isn't another show out there that goes from Byron Alley to Black Youngster. Um, like it's nothing. You tell me a show where the guest list goes from the Honorable Louis Farrakhan to 21 Savage. Now, I have some things. I have some I have some thoughts about the entire thing. One, because like I said, I did like um Lakeith Stanfield's post because I agree with what he said. I do believe that certain outlets certain black outlets do promote a negative connotation towards black people um they post things that aren't always extremely positive if you follow the shade room you know that to be a fact i unfollowed the shade room earlier this year and i said on a podcast episode actually that i was going to unfollow them because it was just like so negative all the time and then when you look in the comments like people are saying these really bad things about like whatever is being posted now I have gotten to a spot a point in my life where um if something isn't adding to my experience if something isn't impacting me in a positive way if the negative is outweighing the positive then I don't need it in my life and that's how I felt about the shade room the negative was starting to outweigh the positive on that page and I didn't want to keep ingesting or witnessing like taking all of that in like that negative stuff all day every day so I agree with Lakeith and when you go on Lipstick Alley when you go on World Star Hip Hop um when you listen to the Breakfast Club sometimes the Breakfast Club is extremely problematic take for example when Janet Mock was a guest on the episode you can go back and watch that yourself um but you'll see what I'm talking about and not just Janet Mock there have been several other instances where I have been listening to the Breakfast Club on my way to work and they say something and I'm like how how did you fix your mouth to say that like did you really think that that was something good to say but my my issue at the moment when Charlemagne made Lakeith the donkey of the day was I felt like when I listened to the entire thing I felt like Charlemagne made it more so about him um he made it personal he made it seem as if Lakeith said Charlemagne the god is anti-black but that's not what he said he said the breakfast club is the breakfast club is anti-black now I don't know who the owners of the breakfast club are but I do believe that the radio owners power 105 um are not black I could be wrong I could be wrong but I do believe that they aren't black so you kind of have to look at you know yeah you may be the face of a radio show or you may be the face of a brand or you may be the face of a company but when you look at who the actual owners are you start to see a lot and that is not just in radio that's 
everywhere. And for Charlemagne, you know, when he was doing the donkey of the day, he was like, you know, we have these guests, but then we also have these kind of guests. And it's like, okay, but that has nothing to do with what he's saying. Like you're, and then the fact that in his donkey of the day, he started to talk about Lakeith as a person, like you, you're proving what he said, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to negate what he said, but you're further proving what he said, which was being anti-black because Charlamagne, I mean, I'm not even going to keep going on this, which is why I'm glad I did not create an entire podcast episode for it because it really doesn't even deserve that much um, out of me. But it's just like when you look, if you go and listen to the donkey of the day and when you really think about what Lakeith was saying, Lakeith was not speaking specifically about a specific person he was talking about the platforms and I just felt like Charlemagne took it way too personal and he should have stepped back and took a second to just evaluate the situation which is what I did before I decided to speak on it so that's how I feel about that now, after, you know, all of that happened, Lakeith decided to release a single, a diss track. I believe the name of it is Automatic. I did not listen to it, and I do wish that Lakeith wouldn't have even did that. I wish he would have just left it alone. Like, you said what you had to say. Let it be. Like, just, you know, let... What does... What do grandma say? Let something dogs lay something like that just let it lay where it is you don't have to respond and you don't have to give it that much energy and I feel like in the same regard Charlemagne when he made it about him when he made it so personal there's a saying that we say in the south and it is hit dogs will holler so he was a hit dog in that moment and that's that on that now next this next carefree update um <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I heard it I'm not gonna lie the first time I saw it was on my Twitter feed and I really did not pay it any mind because Twitter when you see things on there you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt if you see something that impacts you enough you can go and do your own research on it and find out if it's true or not but most of the stuff on there I just keep scrolling right so I saw this one headline that said that a Hollywood producer said that Julia Roberts should play Harriet Tubman in the movie Harriet. So I kept scrolling because I thought it was a joke. But in all actuality and reality, it was not a joke. So this is an article from Huffington Post, and it says the screenwriter and producer of the new Harriet Tubman biopic, Harriet, has revealed how a studio executive once suggested white actor Julia Roberts should play the lead role of the black activist. Gregory Allen Howard claimed to a Los Angeles Times article published Tuesday that the unnamed president of a studio sub-label was undeterred when a single black person in the 1994 meeting pointed out 1994 that the 19th century abolitionist um, was black. That was so long ago, no one will know that, the executive reportedly responded. Roberts has not publicly com commented on the claim, and it's likely she never even heard about the idea. Her representatives did not immediately respond to Huffington Post. Um, So apparently this was, I guess, back in 2014, when this executive had the idea that Julia Roberts should play um Harriet Tubman. How in the world would someone have... I I don't even know, y'all. I don't even know. How could someone fix their mouth and say that Julia Roberts should play a black woman, let alone 
one of the arguably one of the most famous and impactful black women in in American history and maybe even world history like how could you fix your mouth to say that and so I saw some things on Twitter where people were like well if um if a black woman can play Ariel in The Little Mermaid then Julia Roberts should be able to play Harriet Tubman first of all Ariel is a fictional character, meaning she was made up. She is not real. She is a mermaid. And I don't know about you, but I don't believe that mermaids exist. Therefore, it is perfectly fine for a black woman to play a fictional character. Now, for a white woman to play an actual historical figure in history who is a black woman, that is not okay. I'm... You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't get it. And I feel like we are living in a time that is so confusing. I feel like it is the twilight zone sometimes because some people say things and it's just like, I have to sit there and think and ask myself, did they really say that? Did they really think that that was okay to say? And this is definitely one of those moments when I saw that as a response to this new revelation of Julia Roberts possibly playing Harriet Tubman like we don't (laughs) you wouldn't suggest Gabrielle Union play Marie Antoinette or freaking Taraji P. Henson play Jackie Jackie O like you wouldn't do that and that would not be okay either so to just equate a fictional character with someone who was actually a human being living breathing on this earth is crazy to me and I will never get over that so that's our second carefree update now next I want to talk a little bit about something that has been going on and I have not been able to talk about it on here but it is with summer walker specifically um but it's kind of less about summer walker and more about the entire spectrum of how we talk about mental illness or social anxiety or any kind of mental anything anything in the black community so if you have not been under a rock lately you know summer walker she is she has become a very popular singer amongst uh, i would say young black people even I can't speak for everybody. Young black people, I'll say. Um, She's an R&B singer. She has a new album out called Over It. And recently, she announced that she was going to go on tour. The name of her tour was the first and last tour for reasons that are described in the name. First and last. So, Summer Walker has come under fire because... People were complaining about the tour. They were saying she didn't have enough energy. She didn't have, like... A great performance she didn't have stage presence um a fan posted a picture with her from a meet and greet apparently she changed the location or time of the meet and greet at the last minute and also when the fan went to meet her I think like she didn't touch her and I guess she didn't like hug her I'm not really sure I was kind of confused on that part but the picture she posted it looked very standoffish Summer has like her hands you know down um the fan is like squatting or something and like off a distance like it kind of looked like an awkward picture like your mom would say go that's my friend take a picture let me take a picture of y'all and how you would look as a child when you take that picture so 
the fan did this long caption and she was just saying how she would you know she basically lost a fan she hated how she treated her she didn't really talk to her and stuff like that and then a lot of people were like co-signing what she was saying and were like yeah she was standoffish when I meet when I went to her meet and greet as well um she doesn't touch anyone because she believes that energies transfer and she's an empath etc etc I too am an empath, um, but I do believe that these things are a spectrum. So what may apply to me may not apply to someone else. I'm an empath, but I am not someone who feels like, oh, I can't touch people. I hug almost everybody. I shake people's hands um, just because that's who I am. And I don't want people to feel like I'm not personable or being personable with them. And I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable. I want people to feel comfortable. Everyone is not like that. Okay. And I know that. Um but I will say this. So Summer Walker, after it happens, Summer Walker said that she has social anxiety. And that is why she, um, you know, people had the stories that they had about her tour and about her as a person. And so she cut some of her tour dates. She cut them down because she was like, it was a lot to handle. And I am glad that she did. <laughs> like, I am sorry for the people that were in those cities that she cut and that were looking forward to her performance. Um, but I am glad that she did because one, she needs to take care of herself. She needs to take care of her mental well-being and no amount of money is worth your sanity. I believe that. Um, secondly, I was, okay, so two friends of mine and myself, we were talking about going to the show in Atlanta next month, December. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was excited about it, but from seeing videos and pictures from the shows that she had already I made up my mind that it was not worth my money to go because the like people were saying the stage presence wasn't really there um and I know that everyone is not Beyonce and I know that everyone is not a dancer everyone doesn't have that like ability to engage a crowd I know that and I also know that that is something that I would like from a show so I'm not going to spend my money on something that is not going to be there you know that I would like from a show so I'm not going to spend my money to be disappointed basically um that's just me right but I do understand the social anxiety part, and I did want to tell you all a little bit about social anxiety, and I also want to kind of touch on this kind of fake mental health advocacy thing we have going on in the black community. So here is a little bit about social anxiety, because I don't believe, um, you know, we're talking about what's going on with Summer Walker, but people haven't really gone in depth about what exactly social anxiety is so this information is from the anxiety and depression association of america and it says the defining feature of social anxiety disorder also called social phobia is intense anxiety or fear of being judged negatively evaluated or rejected in a social or performance situation People with social anxiety disorder may worry about acting or appearing visibly anxious or being viewed as stupid, awkward, or boring. As a result, they often avoid social or performance situations, and when a situation cannot be avoided, they experience significant anxiety and distress. 
Many people with social anxiety disorder also experience strong physical symptoms such as rapid heart rate, nausea, and sweating and may experience full-blown attacks when confronting a fear situation. Although they recognize that their fear is excessive and unreasonable, people with social anxiety disorder often feel powerless against their anxiety. Social anxiety disorder affects approximately 15 million American adults and is the second most commonly diagnosed anxiety disorder following specific phobia. The average age of onset for social anxiety disorder is during the teenage years. Although individuals diagnosed with social anxiety disorder commonly report extreme shyness in childhood, it is important to note that the disorder is not simply shyness. Social anxiety disorder can wreak havoc on the lives of those who suffer from it. For example, individuals may decline a job opportunity that requires frequent interaction with new people or avoid going out to eat with friends due to a fear that their hands will shake while eating or drinking. Symptoms may be so extreme that they disrupt daily life and can interfere significantly with daily routines, occupational performance, or social life making it difficult to complete school, interview, and get a job, and have friendships and romantic relationships. People with social anxiety disorder are also at an increased risk for developing major depressive disorder and alcohol abuse disorders. Despite the availability of effective treatments, fewer than 5% of people with social anxiety disorder seek treatment in the year following initial onset, and more than a third of people report symptoms for 10 or more years before seeking help. So this is the thing. There are more people that actually have this disorder than are seeking help for it or that can put a name to it. People may be thinking, well, I just get nervous around people. You may have social anxiety disorder and have not been diagnosed with it. One thing that we have to work on in the black community, and I say this all the time, is we need to seek help. We need to stop being embarrassed or ashamed of anything that has anything with the name anxiety or mental in it. I don't know why we have this negative connotation or stigma against mental health in the black community. And I felt like we were doing a better job, I thought, with, you know, really addressing the issues and talking about things in a way that was not condescending and in a way that was not judgmental and that could make people feel safe. I thought we were getting there, but this entire situation just showed me that we were not there. After Summer Walker said all of this, people were like, you don't have social anxiety. Um, first of all, who are you to tell someone what they do or don't have? And I was talking to my niece about this the other day because I was telling her, you know, although I felt some type of way um, about her performance or whatever, at her tours, I couldn't, who am I to say she doesn't have social anxiety? I am no one to say that. And we as a people have to get out of that mindset of telling people what they do and don't have. You, who are you to tell people that? Like, that's my entire thing about the entire situation. And then there were the people that were like, well, you shaking your butt, you twerking on Instagram, you don't have social anxiety. She is, so it's one thing to do something on social media and post it and it's entirely another story to do something in front of thousands or hundreds of people I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast right now who could not get up in front of a room of 50 people and do a presentation 
but you could do an entire 50 minute live on Instagram in your room with no one around. There's a difference. For example, I'm recording this podcast episode in a studio space by myself. There's no one here but me. Now, if this were flipped around and there are about four, four, thousand to five thousand of you that listen to the podcast regularly if I was in a room with four thousand or five thousand of y'all I would be extremely nervous I would probably be shaking I would probably be sweating I would probably be stumbling over every other word that I try to say and I may not be able to get a complete thought out so we have to get out of this idea that social media is the equivalent to everyday life because it's not. And I really hope that that example was able to help you maybe um, get a real life idea because I feel like we expect a lot out of celebrities. We expect a lot out of people who are in the eye of, you know, of social media, people who have thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers. We expect them to act a certain way. Um, but we can't do that. They are people just like we are. Everyone's a person. Everyone sleep, eat, and does number two just like everybody else, okay? And that's something my grandma used to say. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time unless you know something I don't know. So let's just do better. We have to do better. And because I know someone out there is probably thinking, well, she shouldn't have agreed to go on tour. I will admit that that was one of the first thoughts that I had as well. You know, when all of this started happening, I kind of thought, well, why would she agree to go on tour if she knew she had social anxiety? But I watched the video on YouTube. It is by a YouTuber. Her name is Julesy. And she was talking about the entire situation. And one of the things she pointed out was, you know, these artists have contracts. And sometimes we know from experience from years and years of hearing horror stories about the music industry not saying that this is one of those things but we've seen and heard thousands of times and hundreds of times about artists not reading the fine print in contracts and it really when she said that it made me think you know I'm not saying that Summer didn't read her contract, but I it did make me think, well, maybe this was like a condition of her deal, her deal with this label that she had to go on a tour. And so she's just like trying to satisfy that. Now, my advice to Summer Walker would be to kind of model Frank Ocean's um, aura. I love Frank Ocean to death. Do I expect Frank Ocean to tour? Absolutely not. Do I expect Frank Ocean to release an album every year? Absolutely not. Do I expect Frank Ocean to walk red carpets? Absolutely not. Frank Ocean is an artist. We love him. And we don't expect too much out of him because we know, you know, how he is. So if you want to be like that, if you want to release music on your own time, if you don't want to deal with the media, the cameras, the lights, pull a Frank Ocean, sis. We still love you. And that is all I have for my Carefree Updates this week. Um, Let's hop into our sponsors really quickly. And then when we come back, we'll talk about our topic of the day. It's going to be a quick one because I just had this thought the other day when I was in the shower. I have all my good thoughts in the shower, but we'll talk about it. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, today's episode is going to be very, very quick. Um, It is not long at all because there has just been something that I have been wanting to talk about just briefly. Okay, so and it's a holiday weekend holiday week weekend sis come on get your days together it's a holiday week it's thanksgiving i want you all to be able to enjoy your family definitely not overloading you all with like a ton of information definitions or anything like that but the other day as i said earlier in the podcast episode i was in the shower and i have all of my good ideas in the shower i have all of my random ideas in the shower and i have said that before because i feel like when i'm in the shower i'm not distracted by anything i don't listen to any music in the shower i don't have my phone in there of course um so there's nothing to distract me it's just me showering the water you know, so I had this idea and I was thinking about how many times people ask me questions concerning um, podcasting, concerning YouTube, concerning blogging, concerning all of these different avenues um, and platforms. And more specifically, this may stem from a certain video that I had on my YouTube channel, have on my YouTube channel. And someone, that video is like two years old, but someone, I guess, watched the video recently. So they found me on Instagram, sent me a DM. And in the DM, she was just asking me, um, I guess, I mean, I can tell y'all so because I get a lot of these messages because of that video. Um, so she asked me, you know, as a first generation college student, she wants to join a sorority. She didn't tell me what sorority and I'm glad she didn't because I don't need to know. (laughs) But she just was like, you know, she wanted to join a sorority and what steps should she take? Um, because she feels like she has to go about it differently because she's first generation. And, you know, that message, I responded to the message and I was just telling her, just do it like there's nothing, you know, you being first generation has nothing to do with the process, you know, now you being legacy would be another story. But this podcast episode isn't about that. More specifically, it was about people, you know, having questions about doing things. And I feel like a lot of times people ask questions about how certain things work and how to go about certain things. And it's not necessarily all the time about genuinely wanting to know how it works, right? And not to say that these people that ask these questions um, are just like asking for the sake of asking, but I feel like a lot of times people ask questions and want to know, how do I do this? And how do I do that? Not because they... (laughs) have specific questions about the process more so they have questions about whether or not they should do whatever the said thing is and I'm sure a lot of you listening right now because podcast people tend to be people that listen to podcasts are a little different to me because people that listen to podcasts for some reason I feel like they are more um how do I say this without offending anyone people that listen to podcasts in my opinion are more 
geared towards analytical things, logical things. They are people that are focused on bettering themselves. They are people that want a source of entertainment that is, um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I wish I had the words, but I don't have the words right now. But I just feel like podcast people are different. And I love podcast people. I love people that listen to podcasts. And I love when people are like, I love podcasts. Because when you say you love podcasts, it kind of tells me the kind of person you are. In my opinion, again, because I don't want people jumping down my throat about this. Um, So I get a lot of questions. You know, how do I start a podcast? And I do want to... I thought about this the other day, too. I want to have a two-part series here on the podcast that is solely, solely, solely about how to start a podcast because I get a lot of questions. And if I just do a two-part series on it, I can direct whoever it is to the series and not have to keep repeating myself. Um, But this episode more specifically is about not asking for permission to do things because I feel like when people ask questions about how to do this, how can I do this? How did you do this? It's not always about how did I do it? And it's not always about how to do it. But a lot of people are seeking permission to do whatever it is they're asking the question about. And I don't think people realize that they are asking for confirmation or permission to do the thing or encouragement honestly I think it's a subconscious thing so when I before I started the podcast um two people if you know how this podcast came about two people mentioned you know very briefly like you should start a podcast I feel like people would love to hear what you have to say about different things you know and I wrestled with the idea for a little while and I looked up information, how to start a podcast, how to host a podcast, where to, you know, have your podcast live, like the actual audio. Um, I researched all of the different platforms and how to get the podcast distributed on those platforms. I did all of the groundwork, right? But still, I was hesitant about doing the podcast. And this is with almost everything in my life, whether it be the podcast Um, personal things I wrestle with the idea of should I do that because I go back and forth um, especially I will say up until this year this year a lot has changed for me personally um, in how I approach different things because I used to be very hesitant but now I'm at a point almost where it's like do or die either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it Um, and more than likely I'm going to do it because you have one life to live And I tell people that a lot because when you live in a constant state of fear, you'll never want to start anything or you'll keep putting things off. And that's what a lot of us do. We have an idea, whether it be to start a creative pursuit, whether it be to move to another city, whether it be to even get in a relationship with someone. And we may be hesitant about that thing and just kind of like teeter on the edge of, you know, jumping off and jumping into the deep end of whatever the thing is that you're struggling with or wrestling and rolling around with in your head. And you can do that so much to the point that you will find a cop out to whatever the thing is, 
or you will convince yourself that it is not for you or you will let other people convince you that it is not for you. And that is why it is so important, so, so, so important to be careful who you share your dreams, your goals and your aspirations with, because even some of the people that are closest to you are not your supporters. And they if they don't give you the response that you need, you will be discouraged, right? Because I have a friend, right? And there are certain things that I just will not and cannot share with this friend because if I share it with her too soon, it's crazy. I was talking to Diamond about this. Um, if I share whatever it is with her too soon to the point that I'm not content with whatever the thing is in myself, if I share it with her and she doesn't give me the reaction that I feel like is deserving of what that thing is, I'm going to be discouraged because it's like, dang, like she didn't even clap for me, you know? So that's why it's important for you to be content with things in yourself before you start sharing them with your friends and your family. But also because if you are not steadfast in whatever your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, and different things you have been thinking about, right, in your life, you will let other people's opinions validate or not validate what it is you think you want to do. So stop asking for permission from people, especially from strangers, right? Because I, you know, a lot of the people that come to me, and I'm not saying this because I don't want people to come to me because I love when people come to me and ask me questions, but I love when people are genuinely wanting to know the answer. If you have a question about how to start a podcast, there are several, several videos um, and things like that on YouTube. There are several articles online. And I really encourage people to do the research on their own. Now, if you come to me and you're like, I looked up how to start a podcast. I looked up how to start this. I looked up, you know, all of this information, but I have a specific question about this thing. Then that tells me, okay, you've already done the work. Let me help you out some more. But if you approach people, and I feel like this is just a general life lesson, but if you approach people, and I don't, I'm not saying this because I don't want to come off like unapproachable. I don't want you all to think that, but the deeper root of everything that I'm saying is to stop asking for permission because a lot of us, whether we know it or not, again, subconsciously are seeking validation or approval from outside forces to encourage us to do what we need to do. But sometimes you need to be your strongest advocate and you need to be your biggest fan and you need to be the person that is in your own ear and in your own heart saying, I'm going to do whatever this thing is. I am going to put the work in. I am going to do the research. And if I have further questions about what the thing is, then I will approach someone that I look up to in that field or who is doing what it is that I want to do. Another example I have, I have a friend of mine, very dear friend of mine. I love her to death. Um, and I started grad school in 2017. When I started grad school, you know, we had met up and we had a conversation about, you know, what she was going to do going forward after college. And we talked about everything. And I thought we had come to a decision about her applying to graduate school. Here we are two years later, and she still kind of has the same questions about the same thing that we discussed two years ago. And I was trying to figure out how to tell her something in a way that wouldn't hurt her feelings 
But I told her, you know, she contacted me a few weeks ago and was like, you know, I still have questions about grad school, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I sat in the car and sat on my resp- what my response to her would be because I didn't want to hurt her feelings and I didn't want to be aggressive or, you know, make her feel like she was less than. I didn't want to, basically, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. So I sat on it for a while and when I responded, I was telling her, you know, we had this discussion two years ago and I kind of thought that we had came to a conclusion and now here it is two years later, you still have these questions. If you would have just done what we discussed two years ago, you could have been done with the program by now. And I let her know, you know, I prefaced the message like, please keep in mind that this is a text message. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. So when you're reading this, reading it, read it in, you know, a light voice. You know, because I didn't want her to have her feelings hurt. But, you know, she responded and she was like, yeah, I know. And that also added to the idea of this podcast episode of stop asking for permission from people. When you sit on things for so long, here it is two years later, she could have been graduating next month, just like me. Um, But now here it is, you're still asking the same questions. And I don't think that it's because... She, you know, it's not because of her GPA, it's not because of her, you know, lacking in skills, it's none of that. It's just from her not going forward with what the thing is. And I don't want that for anyone, I don't want that for any of you. I don't want you to wrestle with the idea of something for so long that you look back years later and you're like, dang, I should have just done it, or I should have just went through with it, I should have. You know, yeah, I should have asked questions, but while I was asking questions, I should have just made it happen. You know, I could have been learning in the process. And when I went to moderate the panel in Jacksonville two weekends ago, three weekends ago now, um, one of the ladies there came up to me and we were talking about podcasting. She was thinking about starting a podcast. And I think one of her responses was... What did she say? Okay, one of them that I want to address, she said, I don't have a podcast voice. Keep in mind, reminder, disclaimer, this episode is not about starting a podcast. This is, you can apply this to any area in your life that you're thinking about doing something, but you've just been like not making it happen for yourself. So one of the things she said was, I don't have a podcast voice. What is a podcast voice? (laughs) Like, and she said, I don't have a radio voice. That's what she said. I don't have a radio voice. What is a radio voice? Like, you don't know what a radio voice is until you make something happen. A radio voice is a voice that's on the radio. Period. Point blank. That's it. It's not a special depth you have to have. It's not a special pitch. Before I started this, that was one of the ideas that I was telling myself. Oh, I don't have the voice for, you know, that my voice is going to be annoying to people that are listening. Here we are a year later, over a year later, um, and we have over 200,000 plays. So obviously the voice wasn't too annoying to some of y'all. You all have gotten used to it. And I believe that you have something to offer this world. You have something to share with people. 
You have something for people to learn from. Every single last one of us has a gift that we were placed here to distribute to the world or to our community or even to our family. And who are you to deny other people of that gift? You never know whose life you could be affecting. It could be someone. It could be one person, right? You could be 80 years old and it could be one person that you made a tremendous impact on their life. And you may never know that. But as long as you are walking in your purpose and you are aligned with what God has told you to do that's all that matters as long as you know in your heart of hearts that you did everything that you were sent here to do and that's where I'm at in my life I feel like I don't want something if it is not aligned with my purpose I don't want something if it is not in God's will for me I don't want something if it is not benefiting other people or even myself right So do what it is you want to do. Do what it is you have been fighting, you know, tooth and nail with in and out, whether it be years or even a few months. Start the business. Apply to grad school. Apply to college. Apply to cosmetology school. Start the podcast. Write your first blog. Start your YouTube channel. Like it is never too late and don't cop out and make an excuse for yourself and say well it's too late everyone has this and maybe I'm too late to the bandwagon you are never too late to the party you have to tell yourself like the party doesn't start until I get there so in your head like I don't care how many people have gone to cosmetology school the party hasn't started until you put your application in and you get accepted and you walk in there on your first day so do what it is you are supposed to be doing make it happen for yourself and stop asking for permission from other people yes it's okay to ask questions if you have questions on a certain topic but do the research for yourself and make it happen because when you approach these people you want to be able to say I have looked up this, I have looked up that, I know this and I know that, but I still have a question about this. Or even if you say, I still have a question about how you did it. That's fine as long as you have done the research yourself. So stop asking for permission. And if in your mind right now you're still like, well, I don't know. Here you go. Here's your permission. Shakira is telling you right now. Shakira from Carefree and Black Diaries is telling you right now, do it. That's it. And that's all I have for y'all today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. Follow us on Twitter at Carefree B L K P O D. That is Carefree Black Pod. And we also have a Facebook now. So if you're still on Facebook, you can go and like the Facebook page and get your updates over there on that platform. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Eat enough for me and you. Okay. Eat enough for both of us because I like food. Okay. And stay safe this holiday season. We'll see you all next week in a brand new episode of The Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.